our support saved us. When we were making all those mistakes, when we were charging too less, not, you know, our messaging sucked, like all that, our support is top notch. And so um, that's the biggest thing. And so if I was to go back and tell myself anything, I would be like, double down on the support because we had better support than any of the other competitors in that space. And when I say competitors, I mean the other funnel products and the other emails, like people would go, wow, I can actually call and talk to someone to help me with agent CRM. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another podcast session here with High Level. We call it the Spotlight Session, where we highlight some of the power players that are doing some really, really cool things. And if you've never heard of Alex Branning, I don't know if you live under a rock or you're not even in the high-level world, maybe, but this guy does some really, really cool things with the SaaS space. Alex, thanks for jumping in on a podcast, man. Hey, Paulson, thank you so much for having me. High Level has uh, changed my life, so I'm happy to do what I can to give back to the community. Absolutely. So first things first, uh, I know you are an award winner this year. I don't know if you're coming to the conference in a few weeks. If you are, that'll be awesome. But help us understand your story before we go into maybe sharing some strategies on like how to launch SaaS properly, because I know you've been really, really successful with that. But first, what's your story? Yeah, I've been a marketer for the last 22 years. I started when I was 17. Um, and I kind of accidentally fell into the SaaS model, Paulson. So what I did prior to starting Agent CRM uh, was help clients on a one-to-one -one basis. I became really well-known for my product, the giveaway funnel system. Um, and, and when the pandemic happened, my phone was ringing off the hook from insurance agents who were now looking for ways to market themselves online. Um, so their business model changed with the pandemic as they were allowed now to use Zoom and really uh, a lot of the face-to-face -face restrictions were lifted. And so um, our, my business literally quadrupled from February to March. We went from 40 to 160 like that. And it was just a crazy time. And uh, one of the biggest issues that we had as a marketing agency was having to duct tape all these softwares together, right? We had our other funnel product that we were using. We had the email program. We had all these different things. And one of the uh, heads of my team, my project manager was like, dude, you got to check out this high level thing. I think this is going to be our solution to making our lives so much easier. Uh, and after sitting down, I was like, oh, that looks cool. And like, they have a SaaS model, like that's cool. And we literally accidentally fell into a Paulson. And when we first started, we made all the rookie mistakes of starting a SaaS product, of not marketing it well, not explaining it well, not onboarding well, not charging enough. Like literally every single mistake that like you could write down for a SaaSpreneur, we did it. So, um, <laughs> but now we are, uh, we really honed in the message, the onboarding and all that fun stuff. And now I think we're like, if, I think we're one of the fastest growing software platforms in the insurance space. Um, you know, and just having a ton of fun in there. We really niche down our marketing speaks directly to the insurance agent. We have quite a few people that are in our world that aren't insurance agents because they're friends of insurance agents. And they're like, hey, what are you using? And our insurance clients will show them like, hey, check this out, you know, and then they'll, they'll want to sign up for it. So we do have, you know, probably 10% of our user base, like hundreds of users are not actually insurance agents. Wow. They just came in because they were referred by their friends. So 
that's that's a short story of how we started Agency Arm. I I love it. So Alex, as we kind of get going with this podcast, I know you have a hard stop in about 20, 25 minutes, and I do as well have another mm-hmm. call, but let's just maximize it. So help me understand the three things that you mm-hmm. will tell yourself again, if you went back in time launching SaaS, the three main things that you feel like you might've changed or made a mistake or would have just doubled down on, what are those three things that we can talk about? I know this call is totally unplanned and no agenda, but I want to just kind of have three pillars to talk about. Mm-hmm. Number one, the biggest thing that Agency Arm stood out for and that we continue to rely on is our support. Our support saved us. When we were making all those mistakes, when we were charging too less, not you know, our messaging sucked, but all that, our support is top-notch. And so... Um, that's the biggest thing. And so if I was to go back and tell myself anything, I would be like, double down on the support because we had better support than any of the other competitors in that space. And when I say competitors, I mean the other funnel products and the other emails, like people would go, wow, I can actually call and talk to someone to help me with agent CRM. Like that was just mind blowing to them. And so um, doubling down on that. The other thing, is don't be afraid to niche. So when I first started in CRM, I was like, well, yeah, we serve insurance agents, but like, you know, I was telling myself all these reasons why we shouldn't just speak directly to that market. Um, but I should have just niched, doubled down, really went for it, you know? Uh, and then the third thing was, you know, not being afraid to tell people why we're different or what's different about us. You know, um, when people are researching, SaaS products when they're researching the marketing and software, um, you know, it's important to tell them what, what makes you different than the other folks that they're looking at. Because choosing a new software platform is not an overnight decision. It's not an impulse decision. It's not something people do willy-nilly. They research, they take their time, they make sure they understand who they're talking to, they're going to be able to get the support they need. And so uh, a part of that is saying, here's what's different. And if what we do well is you know they don't if that's not a high value to them then that's okay uh because it's all about showing okay this is what agency crm does well and then they can determine if you you know what i actually want to go in this direction because these other things are high value to me so um our messaging and i was afraid to say this is what makes us different than our competitors i was afraid to name drop and if i had done it sooner um it would have helped me uh create a differentiator in the marketplace yeah. So as we unpack those three pillars, Alex, help me understand. So you were an agency owner in the past and you had, you said nearly 20 years of experience building marketing companies or brands in general. Why and yep. how did you say, okay, SaaS makes sense. I know it was an accidental finding, but like, what is it about SaaS that made more sense to you than agency services? Yeah. Um, well, for a long time, we were doing both. We were doing agency services and SaaS, but SaaS gave me control over the customer experience. And that was the biggest thing, especially for me as a marketing agency owner. I needed to be able to see, you know, where the emails getting delivered, you know, what was the funnel traffic, all that stuff. And so being able to have it all under one roof where I could just go from account to account inside of the SaaS um, really made my life so much easier. And so I started agency CRM, I want to say in June, 2020, something like that. Um, But we really didn't go all in um, until October, November of 2021. 
So it was like over a year and almost a year and a half of us just kind of like, hey, we have the SaaS, it's cool, but we're still a marketing agency. Um, it wasn't, it took us a while to go, wait a second, we're crushing it in the SaaS space. People keep finding us through the SaaS. Like, let's focus on that more than the marketing agency. And so <laughs> that's why I call myself an accidental SaaSpreneur. I was like, I just kind of had this realization one day, like, shoot, I should be focusing more of my time on this. Yeah, this is interesting because this is data that we have internally among multiple agencies kind of changing their identity, right? Like initially, like this was, an, like, I don't know if you know this, Alex, but like SaaS was an accidental finding for us, right? When we first oh, wow. launched the 297 plan, we gave all the agencies the ability to go sell unlimited amount of sub accounts. And there was about four or five players. I think at the time we were at right under 2000 accounts. Uh, this is like early 2020, right? And when we look at those 2000 accounts, there was about less than 10 people that were onboarding hundreds and hundreds of clients every single month. We're like, what is it about those agencies that they're doing differently. So, I mean, I remember talking about internal, I was like, oh, they're just really good at sales. They're really good at running traffic. But what we realized is instead of selling marketing services, they were taking the unlimited accounts and selling it as utility bill. So if you buy a website, you had to have the software to house the website. If you run, if you wanted us to run paid ads, you had to get the software to drive traffic to the paid ads. So everything became the software became the house for the agency. And these agencies started getting into the thousands and thousands and thousands of customers. So then one day we're like, wait a minute, why don't we make this easier for agencies if this is a model that makes sense? So then the first round of, I would call it democratizing the software space started, which is unbranding all revenue to you as the user. So Alex, the second thing that you had mentioned that you want to talk about uh, when it comes to SaaS launches, the niching, don't be afraid to niche. It. I mean, Alex, I've seen a ton of your ads in general, and I know you are a person of practice, like you, you're practicing what you're preaching here. So help us understand that whole niching component. Yeah, it is so important for someone who sees your ad to go, this software was created just for me. Um, and so speaking to a specific pain point, speaking to a specific desired end result, um, and it helps differentiate. Like there's so many different software uh, products that are being marketed, period, every single day. You know, one of my agents, he told me, he was like, Alex, I probably see roughly 100 different ads for 100 different softwares a week, you know, but he's like, the reason that I chose agent CRM was because your ad talked to me, my problem and showed me that you knew how to solve it. And then in his specific situation, he saw the retargeting ads that talked about testimonials of what the experience was like for our users. So niching down, I think is one of the most critical things that you can do. It's not about taking a smaller piece of the small business pie. It's about finding the large niche in the small businesses and then going from there. Like if you were to look at the SaaS model, you charge, let's say you charge $97 a month, you know, with the cost of running high level and the extended support and all that, 
you really need to get to 50 sub agents before you as the owner start taking a check, right? And so then you have to look at what is the race to 100 so that I can start pulling in a little bit of money myself. Well, there is pretty much every single small business niche has 100 small businesses that you could pick up the phone and call right now and sell them a software product. But if you were to just call 100 different companies, now you have to figure out how you're going to mold the high-level platform a hundred different times for these folks so that they're able to get the most leverage out of this brand new software product that they were just sold by someone that they just met, right? So by me saying this is an insurance product, I could literally mold the high-level model for insurance. I could create workflows for them. I could create funnels for them. I could, when we call them, we ask, hey, what insurance products do you sell? Now they feel like, hey, these guys understand me. So it was about niching down to an almost uncomfortable degree for me um, and, and so that I could speak directly to what they needed to get out of the software. One of the, one of the biggest things about niching down and one of the things that I found is that if, if, my, if people go, they click on an ad, they sign up for a free trial and they don't see a result in 25 minutes or less, we get a cancellation email. I have a teeny tiny amount of time to prove to them that we're going to make this entire process easy and they're going to get an ROI from it. And if I don't get that result in 25 minutes, they're out because they don't have a lot of time to spend. They're a very busy entrepreneur. They're trying to make money. They're trying to do revenue generating activity. They're not trying to set up some software that they just found on the internet. So, um, but I can't do that 25. I can't pass that 25 minute test if I'm trying to make a software product that applies to anybody and everybody. So I got to niche down, find my people, speak to them, create the snapshot. So that when they log in, it's all set up and ready to go for them. And now, now they can hit that 25 minute mark. So that's what really makes us stand out. You know, our, our, we run a lot of ads, um, our free trial conversion. In other words, people who stay past the 14 days, our free trial conversion is about 55%. For a long time, that free trial conversion was in the low 20s. So we've almost tripled our conversion rate by improving our onboarding, getting our team on the phone so they call them and welcome them. But most importantly, hitting that 25-minute mark. They log in. They follow our super quick onboarding process. They send some of our emails and workflows that we've designed to generate appointments with the leads that they already have. Now they're believers. Now they're bought in they're like, wow, agent serum is actually pretty cool, you know? And so that's the biggest thing. But before I niche down, I wasn't hitting those numbers. And so we'd get people to jump in. They go, okay, I kind of know what this system looks like because I level has now got a popular UI. So they, they, they get it. Um, and if they weren't able to figure out what makes ours different than the other ones that they were trying out, they leave. And so um, that's why niching down is so important. I think I think that's a really big piece, right? Because one niching down allows you to create quick results as fast as you can, and you're talking mm -hmm. in their native language of business and technology. Like insurance folks have their own world that they live in, and they don't see any other yeah. industries, right? So if you can step into that boat and guide them through that river that they might be floating on, it makes life easier for you because. Now you're humanizing the experience, you're providing the results, and then you're actually saying this will work. And remember, like, imagine the pressure we all have as agency owners when we switch from 
XYZ software to high level, right? That migration yeah. is, yeah. It, it creates anxiety, right? One, because of the size of the platforms, plus the unknown, then you're like, oh man, the affiliate game is really strong. Is this just a, you know, blow and smoke, let's shoot out trials method, right? Or is it actually relevant? Is it actually yeah. a platform, right? That same anxiety they're going through. Absolutely. You hit on something. There's an elephant in the room, which is most people that log in to a white-labeled high-level agency have experienced another white-labeled high-level agency. And so if they're looking around at your software product, you can make the assumption that they did not have a great experience at the other white-labeled high-level agency, right? Now, whether that's the fault of the agency owner or not doesn't matter. They uh, they look at the UI and they have put you in a box. And so it's your job as the white label agency owner to break out of whatever box they put you in by delivering exceptional service and quick results. So the good news is, is high level is becoming a key component of so many different people's businesses that the 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 old objection used to be, this is too complicated. I don't know how to use it. I don't understand this platform. Now, by and large, Paulson, people know the platform. People log in and go, oh, this is a high-level platform. And so now it's no longer, this is too complicated and I know how to use it. So they know how to use it. Now it's what makes you different. And so now that's the new objection that we get to overcome um, as a white-label, high-level agency. So, you know, I mean, honestly, that's great news for us as white label agency owners, because most folks come in with a base knowledge of, of what to, of what needs to get done and how the, the platform works and, and connects yeah. together. So um, we find much more educated customers, um, but now they're also looking around like, what's gonna make, what, why, why is agency CRM so different? Why are they so popular? Like what, what's yeah. different about them, you know? And so um, in the same way for those of you listening, like good news, most of the people that initially sign up for a free trial have already had an experience with a high level white label. And so you yeah. get a chance to show them what's different and you most likely won't have as high of a hurdle, at least as we did when we first started back in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to add to Alex's point here, um, a lot of the marketing intellect for white labeled agencies have risen. Like, the, the way everybody's positioning their platforms is quite often education-based, quite often webinar-based, quite often demonstrating the product ahead of the sales conversation. And what that does mm -hmm. for everybody is they come into your world already seeing some content around it, even if they never became a client or not. So even just from a standard sales standpoint, they're seeing demonstrations of the platform everywhere, TikTok, YouTube. They see different names attached to the dashboard, but um, they're seeing yep. it as a common, it's almost like the WordPress world of like, everybody knows what WordPress is, yep. including the business owner is going to be like, hey, don't give me a Squarespace, Wix type of website. I want a WordPress website. That's what they tell the agency right. owners, right? So that kind of a world is coming. And also the UI of dashboards are going to be customizable uh, as soon as this conference happens in a few weeks. So you're going to now see differentiation there as well. Uh, but Alex, let's talk about the last thing as we kind of close out. You said 
Dif- don't be afraid to differentiate, right? That was a big key yep. that you had mentioned. Help us understand that. So as people are searching for different software products, they're researching their options. And so they want to know, like, you know, for me with agent CRM, the calling card, the thing that used to be the biggest draw was I'm the only marketing platform built for insurance agents. Well, that worked three years ago. That does not work today, right? There's a lot of other uh, high level agencies that are built for insurance agents. So now I have to show, okay, what's, what makes us different, you know? And so um, we've spent, we've been in the market for a lot longer. We have some great partner relationships. So people know agent CRM. So that's a huge advantage. Um, PS, you should use influencer marketing. But one of the things that um, they're going to be asking themselves is what makes agent CRM different than blank, right? So um, like there's a lot of, common softwares in whatever niche you choose in the insurance space some of the common ones are things like phone burner ringy like these are platforms that are used by other insurance agents they're recommended by the upline so it's my job i want to win the business it's my job to show them what makes us different it's also my job to speak to the fact that we are a high level white label and then what makes us different than the others and if you don't answer the question that the client is asking in their mind, then they simply won't go with you. They'll look at it. They'll be like, that's a cool landing page. looks like a cool product, but I don't know what really makes them different than the other things that I'm looking at. And someone's going to do a better job of selling them on why they're different and what they do better. Even though high level is in my opinion, the best sales and marketing platform in the market and beats all the other ones that I just named But if you don't do a good job of telling the client that, then they're not going to sign up, start a free trial, and you'll miss the opportunity of showing them what high level can do for them. Yeah. And and you and I know the the name, the the winning name in software is usage. It's not even the upfront Mm -hmm. sale. You want to stabilize them within the first 30 days to get them to jump into the mobile app, get them to jump into the user base, get them to move things around, move the opportunities board, look at their reviews, inbox a couple of people. Like if they can get to a world where they're actually logged into your platform, you more than likely could win in the long run. Um, Alex, we appreciate Absolutely. you jumping in on a podcast, man. I know you have a hard stop here. Any final words? Uh, I am pretty sure a lot of people will even find it surprising that you even jumped on a podcast because everything is white labeled, <laughs> but we know how this all works. Uh, we appreciate you being so generous with the information. Absolutely. The My biggest thing is don't be afraid to go above and beyond with the support. You know, there are, uh, there's a common theme of like, how much support do they need? That's a common question in a lot of forums and groups. And the answer is more than you think, more support than you think, um, especially in the beginning, like you said, Paulson, first 30 days, get on the phone with them, send them a text message, introducing yourself, show them a video tour, like go above and beyond and making them feel comfortable because once they establish their footing in your platform, and they feel comfortable, and they know that they have the help and support that they need, then your churn rate's going to go down. The happiness levels are going to go up. They're going to use it more, which increases the revenue per customer. And the most important thing, they're going to tell their friends what a great experience they had, and you'll get new clients just from them saying, hey, it is different over here at Agent CRM. 
So, but yeah, man, it was great to jump on here. Yeah. Um, I love high level. I'm excited to continue to be a part of the community and provide whatever I can to, <laughs> to help this thing grow, man. We got, we're just getting started. And that is, that we've is only been, I know we've only been around for three years, but high level is just getting started, man. So yeah, let's continue is, to grow. It is exciting. It's a whole new def- definition of category that we came out into the market because we're agency owners of the past ourselves. So we understand your world as an agency owner. If you're watching this podcast, jump into a trial. Uh, we're just normal guys and gals that will help you kind of launch your business. Uh, but either way, Alex Branning, thank you for jumping in. I'm looking forward to seeing you in person. Have a good rest of your afternoon. Take care.